First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome, everyone, to the Joan Hamburg Show. And I had told you a while back I went to see Death of a Salesman, and I had seen this at least three other times. There have been five other productions of Death of a Salesman, won every award you can imagine. So I thought, I'm going to love it. It's got a great cast. But I didn't expect, having seen it before several times, that it would have the impact that it had. It was. It took my breath away. And we're going to talk and find out what it's all about. It's also the first time that this production, talking about the Lohman family, but this time the family is portrayed as African Americans. And it's a, it's a totally different experience. And the great Andre de Shields is in this and plays the brother of Willie Loman, a very powerful performance that is going to just make you think over and over in your head when you leave that theater. So I'm curious, Andre, you work all the time. You were in Town. Was this something you knew they were doing this, you know, taking a chance and doing something totally different? Joan, may I first say how wonderful it is to speak with you again. And you're my holiday gift. Thank you. Okay. Now, I also want to mention, because you said your experience with our production of Death of a Salesman took your breath away. And that is exactly what I am trying to do when I portray Ben Lohman, the older brother of Willie Lohman. Now, to get to a direct response to the question you asked, when I did my last performance of Town on May 29th, I did not know that this production of Death of a Salesman would be my next blessing. However, both you and I are mature enough to understand that when you let go of one blessing, the universe is prepared to offer you another. So I was at home trying to be domestic after three years of working night and day. You know, washing the dishes, (laughs) getting the getting the circle from around the bathtub, all those good things. That you didn't have to deal with. (laughs) And uh, my phone rings, and it's Wendell Pierce. He says, Mr. DeShields, this Mm -hmm. is Wendell Pierce. I'm ringing you from Budapest, where I am working on a film. I said, oh, wonderful. And this is my first conversation with Wendell Pierce. He and I have seen each other perform, but we didn't have any real connection, relationship or mm-hmm. connection. And he goes right to the point, asked me what I consider portraying his older brother, Ben. 
in the production of Death of a Salesman, which had already won outstanding attention on the West End in London, and previous to that, at the Young Vic. And I said, let me think about it. Yes. And you knew that it was now an African-American cast. I knew that the Loman family would be black. Mm -hmm. And I used that term because many people say, oh, you're doing the black death of a salesman. And I say, no, we're not doing a black death of a salesman. We're doing death of a salesman. And the Loman family is black. And that is the lens that is going to change your mind and illuminate your consciousness about whatever expectations you've ever held about what is already one of the most brilliant pieces in the canon of American dramatic literature. Without question. And... It reminds you, too, all about expectations. And we know that Willie Loman is headed for trouble. And the expectations that were about America, too. And right, their exactly. Fates. What, is, what is so interesting about expectations? If you know... Arthur Miller's play, Death of a Salesman, you know that it culminates in the tragic death of Willie Loman. However, when you come to see our production and you're looking at this man of color, knowing that his last act on the planet is an act of suicide, then you understand you have to look at this play through a totally different lens. Through through a mirror darkly, if you will. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew how I must play the older brother, Ben. Because Wendell Pierce, I've nicknamed him Wendell the Lion Fierce. He roars through this play. He's on fire. So I knew immediately if Wendell's going to be fire as Willie Loman, then Ben must be ice. Right. And ben must be the opposite. Ben must move glacially, slowly like a predator because and everyone wants to know is 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 Ben real? Right, or is he just the ghost that we're seeing? Yeah. Or I'd like to say when not we were in the uh, rehearsal process and that wonderful young director Miranda Cromwell would ask each of the actors about the character. So when it gets to me, she says, Andre, who is Ben Lohman? What is 
Ben Loman. Mm-hmm. And my response was, Ben Loman is ectoplasm. He is that part of Willie Loman that Willie wants so badly to be. Yes. But he can only be present, Ben can only be present when Willie calls on him. And not to spoil the production, but before, when Willie calls on Ben. His brother. Yeah, his brother. Ben is preceded by an essence of haze. So it's as if Ben is being, is congealing from the haze. And then when he leaves the stage, he exits in a puff of haze. So You know. Go ahead. No, but I was going to say, Andre, which I found really interesting. Walk into the theater, sit down, and I thought to myself... The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Because most of us have a Willie Loman or or would-be Willie Loman or turns to be in our lives. But I, when I sat down and I thought to myself, this is probably the first time I've seen this play and Willie and everyone, and it it isn't going to relate to me or to the Willie that I know, but that was totally wrong. It does relate. It does relate, and for some reason, it related on a much more personal and intimate level than it had before. Why? And this is why I think that is true for many people. Many people have said that. But as we know, when Arthur Miller wrote the play in 1949 and Lee J. Cobb incarnated Willie Loman for the first time, it was essentially the exclusive domain of white actors for white audiences. But now, in this mature moment of the pandemic, and as all of us, are dealing with this changing paradigm. And we don't really know what to do about the old world that's dying and the new world that's so eager to be born. When we want to investigate the truth of these united plantations of America, we must ask, to look through the eyes of those who have been traditionally marginalized to the edges of society. Because then the true reflection will be apparent. And that's what's happening with this production of Death of a Salesman. Yeah. We're not seeing it through the eyes of the privileged We're not seeing it through the eyes of a particular demographic. We're seeing it through the eyes of those people who can 
not and have never been able to afford the dream that's being sold as American. Right. And and he doesn't know he wants so much to fit the bill and be the perfect person, but he doesn't know what that person is or what well, the whole ideal is. Then. Yeah. You know, which is why, which is why, you know, Ben is usually um, designed to look like a carpetbagger, if you, if you will, mm-hmm. a, a brown pinstripe suit, a kind of shoes, yeah, a kind of borsalino hunter's hat, an attaché in which you presume he's carrying his diamonds. But this bin is in pure white mm-hmm. and is a walking diamond. Because that's what the character says. That's what Willie Loman says about his brother. And you have to believe what the character says about the other characters. Willie Loman says, my brother Ben is success incarnate. Right. So when you see Ben, he looks the opposite of Willie. And Ben is a little dismissive of Willie. Ben is a little mm-hmm. arrogant. You wonder, wait a minute, these are blood brothers? What's what's the deal here? But Willie's problem, his delusion, that if he had been his brother, he would have had a happier life, which also flips the script because he wants Ben to be the 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 emblematic reason for Biff to change his life. Right. The child Why can't you son. make it Biff? Why my brother it's so it's so personal now that it is universal. Everyone in that audience that I know you must have realized it was an intergenerational audience. Yeah. It was a multicultural audience. Very unusual. And, and and everyone was having his own personal catharsis. Well, absolutely right. And when they wait for you at the stage door, what, what are you hearing? I'm hearing... First of all, when I greet people at the stage door, they just look at me because I think they're still wondering, are you a ghost? Right. Are you real? Are you real? Are you are you really the, the brother of uh, Willie Loman? And then, more often than not, because I don't mind being engaged in conversation if people are trying to understand, digest what it is they've just experienced. Mm -hmm. So I lay it out for them. If you want to understand Ben, you have to remember the last few words he speaks in the play, which are, the boat will be late. And that is the answer. Who is Ben? Now, you also have to understand that the author, Arthur Miller, 
was an aficionado of Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. If you have those two pieces of information, then you know what Ben is, other than the brother of Willie, is this beautiful ancient Greek term called psychopomp. Ben is Willie's psychopomp. And what is a psychopomp? A psychopomp is that entity that accompanies the human spirit when it crosses into the world of the shades. So you have to know that this is Charon Mm -hmm. navigating the boat across the river Styx. Yeah. That's chilling. It is, and it's a lot to digest. It's a lot to digest. But But that's what's beautiful again about this experience I'm having in Death of a Salesman. I see the audience chewing on this huge meal. I see them trying to digest it. I see them wondering. I see them looking intently. I see the eyes watering. Because as then, I can look right into the audience. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, it's at the Hudson Theater, and it's playing, I think this is right, is it through January 15th? January 15th, yes, limited engagement at the Hudson Theater with an outstanding, and I'm not biased, but I am. (laughs) You are, but you're right, it's a great cast, a really great great cast. A great cast. A great cast. And uh, every everyone in that cast leaves a mark on your heart, and it's true. And it's still it's always been a great play. And every time you see something like this, it's a different experience. And this is truly an unbelievable experience. And I know Andre that you're loving it. Now, after January, are you going to treat yourself to a little time off? <laughs> Or are there 10 plays before breakfast that you're considering? Well, just a little time off, but I have something on my plate that I'm ready to chew on. And we can't know yet, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, should we save our pennies for tickets? I say to my fans, I say, um, when they say, oh, we love this, we love that, we love this, and I say, there's more to come. Good. I'm excited. You Thank know, you. May, Go ahead. Just, just let me say this, because you and I have been friends for a long time. And one of the, one of the daily miracles in my life is to wake up on this side of the dirt. That's right. It's a gift. And Count say, all the parts and yeah. if they're still there. Thank yeah. you, Lord. And say, here I am about to be 77 and my life is expanding. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. And that's because, like Willie, you have to bring your bit of joy no matter how, to make all the rest of us happy. Well, 
That sounds like a period to me. (laughs) (laughs) Have a lovely holiday, Andre. Thank you. You too, Joe. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. And um, let's, let's talk again. We will. I look forward to it. Take care of yourself. Bye. That's the one and only Andre DeShields, one of the great stars of Death and a Salesman at the Hudson Theater through January 15th. This is a must on your theater list. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg, entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC.